listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome once again to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you're listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations. And we hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain insight and wisdom, and maybe even the courage you need to have these conversations with your own Catholic teenagers. Today on our program, we are talking about false idols, and we have a wonderful panel of young men here with us, so I would like to just go around and introduce you guys. We have with us Tony. Hi, Tony. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. Sure. Thanks for being back. Tony is a student at St. Charles and a parishioner at St. John Newman. And we have Joey. Hi, Joey. Hi, Katie. And Joey also is a student at St. Charles and a parishioner at St. John Newman. And I have to laugh because right before we started recording, Tony and Joey were having discussion about proper pronunciation of Latin. (laughs) I thought that was a funny St. Charles <laughs> problem that most teenagers don't <laughs> encounter. And then we also have with us um, back again is Michael. Hey, Michael. Hi, Katie. And Michael's a prisoner at Church of the Resurrection and a student at New Albany High School. So false idols. Um, we can't talk about this, obviously, without referring back to the first commandment. I am the Lord your God. You shall not have strange gods before me. I remember when I was young, uh, did anybody have like a picture Bible when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's always a picture of people like worshiping a golden cow in a youth in a kid's illustrated Bible, right? So this is my, this is exactly the image I had in my head as a kid about what it means to have strange gods or worship false gods. Um, and as I got older, I began to understand that. It's more extensive than that. It's more than just bowing down in front of a golden calf, right? So I didn't know. um, I was curious as to how your understanding of the first commandment has changed or progressed throughout your life, how you used to envision it or understand it versus how you understand it now. Has there been a progression for you? Um, Absolutely. I think... Uh, when you first kind of learn the commandments, like you said, from that picture Bible is a great example, is you think of worshiping legitimately another God, another being, someone else other than the Holy Trinity, you know, the Catholic God, if you will, um, the Christian God, whatever you, you want to reference it. <laughs> the actual God. The actual God. There, there we go. Exactly. <laughs> um, but as time progresses, and as you think as you mature and you get older, you begin to realize you, you can worship things that, I mean, in a sense, aren't. God, meaning like God of being, but yet can become idols within your life, whether that be money, popularity, fame, power. Um, And I think as you kind of get educated and you go through school, you see where that's overtaken, especially in your history classes, you see where that's overtaken people, different cultures, societies, and how it's caused the downfall of some of them. So I think all of those different things kind of add together and kind of, as you get older, recreate a new definition of what idolatry is and what it means to worship a false god. Okay. Um. Joey, did you want to add to that? Oh, yeah. Um, so when I think of idolatry, I just think of all the important things in people's lives and what they decide to put first. So, like, if if they have, say, 
um, like a uh, like a game to watch um, during also like a like a mass or something, and it's the last mass of the weekend, and they decide to watch the game, and that is putting sports over the mass and God. So, so how people a, prioritize yeah, priorities, yeah. can often sort of spiral into yep. <laughs> idol worship mm-hmm. or at least borderline. Yeah. And you know what? And I don't want to undermine that literal interpretation of false mm-hmm. gods. I mean, no doubt God was actually referring to false gods, especially Absolutely. considering who he was talking to. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and in addition, our catechism specifically points to many things as offenses against the first commandment, things like um, superstition and divination and magic, um, atheism, agnosticism, worshiping other gods. So, right, so those are all offenses against the first commandment. But specifically today, what I kind of wanted to talk about um, is what the catechism calls idolatry. So let me quote from the catechism, uh, paragraph 2113. Man commits idolatry whenever he honors and reveres a creature in place of God, whether this be gods or demons, power, pleasure, race, ancestors, the state, money, etc. Like that list could go on and on, but the bottom line is anything we put before God, like kind of Joey, like what you were referring to. Um, so in a, in a teenage world, which actually is often not that different from an adult world or the whole world or the rest of the world, what are some of the false gods that you see teenagers worshiping or some of the things that we put before God? I feel like in this day and age, social media can be a very, very, very large problem uh among teenagers going through their daily lives they they kind of feel the need to let other people know what they're doing and they feel the need to be loved and they're looking for love on the outside from any anywhere it will come from and they need to stop looking outside and realize that love is in them because god is with them everywhere they go sometimes i ask my teenagers how much time they devote to prayer or to study or to, you know, I just don't have time. I just have time. And then I say, how much time do you spend on social media? You know, and it's a matter of priorities. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't say it to bust them, but actually I do. (laughs) Indirectly. (laughs) Yeah, because it is. It's a matter of priorities, how we arrange things that are important in our lives. Yeah. What are some other false gods um, in our culture today? I think um, our physical image or our, our appearance can kind of become a false god. And that could play into a whole bunch of different things. That could be the clothes we buy. I mean, we could buy um, the clothes we buy, what we do in our spare time, what we drive, what we eat. Uh, all those kind of things will kind of play into all we're worried about is putting out this appearance of the person that we want society or our friends or whoever to see us as. Whereas um, it's not necessary. It's just we are who we are. I mean, there's no changing that. And so to try to put on this false show, maybe, in a sense, I think it's just a totally wrong way to look at it. And I think it can often lead to disappointment and other things like that. So I think our appearance and what we try to show people can often become a key point that's something we try to focus on in our lives, uh, maybe a little bit too much sometimes. What else? Anything else? I feel like maybe not as 
negative, sometimes just by accident, kids will put like maybe their studies or their sports or their extracurricular activities in front of God, like just, oh, instead of saying my nightly prayers, I'm going to get a couple more like reps in and you know, do do whatever you can do to yeah. get better at what it is you do. Like if you're a dancer, staying late at your dance studio to practice instead of going home and spending time with God. I, I think sports is huge. I would put sports at the top of the list. <laughs> I mean, money is at the top of the list. Sports is, at, but but I think sports kind of goes along with Tony. What you were saying, how people perceive us or the image we want to put out there like i want to be the best at my sport i want my team to be the number one in the league i want you know whatever why do we want those things if not to just impress other people absolutely you know mm-hmm. so um academics that's a huge one i think sometimes i think the uh the joy or the uh, self-satisfaction and personal accomplishment sometimes goes out the window and gives way to what i'm just doing this i'm going to sign up for this i'm going to do the try to be the best at this just to impress other people so i think sometimes we forget that um we should work for what we want to work for ourselves um first and kind of keep in mind what how do we want to see ourselves succeed versus what do we think other people want to see out of us as far as uh, succeeding in different tasks and whatnot goes but a lot so along the same lines, is it intrinsically intrinsically bad to want to do fun things or to want to have money to spend or to be curious about famous people? I mean, some <laughs> some people put famous people sort of up there or enjoy sports. I mean, are these things bad necessarily in and of themselves? Absolutely not. No. I don't think so. I think we're born into a world of distractions and that's okay and God wants us to live our lives to the fullest, but we also need to know that there comes a time and a place for doing secular things and enjoying our lives in our culture. And then there's a time and place for taking a step back and realizing that at the end of the day, God is our creator. God is our salvation. And we need to accept that and say, even though I have so many things going on, I put you at the center and everything else will fall into place. So how, when do we, at what point have we crossed the line? Like at what point have we crossed the line from just enjoying the gifts God has blessed us with and that, you know, that we are supposed to enjoy life. We're we're not meant to, although some people it seems we're meant to suffer, (laughs) (laughs) but God wants us to have joy, right? So part of that is enjoying things. But at what point have we crossed the line into idolatry, do you think? I think when we just do things, just going through the motions. So, um, we're yeah, like Tony said earlier, we're just doing this just because it looks nice um, to colleges, to friends, to anyone. So, I think even just like doing service, even something that should be good and people most people do to be a good person some people do it to just look like they are a good person not just because they get a real satisfaction out of doing that and for the right reasons um i agree with joey um but i think also 
we can say that we start to cross the line when we start to sacrifice other people or other things. And what I mean by that is we certainly start to say, okay, all I care about is making money, and so I'm going to stay at work, and I'm going to sacrifice my son's soccer game or my sister's dance recital, I don't know. Or I'm going to sacrifice time with my family. Or I'm going to sacrifice time with my friends. Um, or you start kind of throwing things out the window, and your priorities get all screwed up, and you don't keep that order of what's important to you most. You begin to lose sight of who really matters to you, and in the end, I would say, on average, your family probably doesn't matter whether you make a million dollars or not. And so to throw them out the window in attempts to make a million dollars, I think that's when we start to kind of cross the line and we start to throw out the ones that love us for who we are, period, the end, in an attempt to do something that we think might satisfy them even more. Okay. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here today with Tony, Joey, and Michael. We're talking about false idols. Um, so, Michael, you talked a couple of minutes ago about keeping Christ at the center of your life. How do we do that? Like truly practical tips for keeping Christ at the center of our lives. Well, I like to think of it as if, if you think of it as God gives me everything I do, then you, then you need to give everything you do back to God. So, I try as hard as I can before before I play my football game before I play a um a baseball game I I think okay God has graced me with athletic ability so what can I do to take my athleticism and give it back to God so I know okay at the end of this game I'm going to say a prayer and say God thank you for giving me my strong body thank you, thank you for making me able to do this and you just need to know that God gave you everything you have so it's the least you can do to give back to that. And not only give back to God, but give back to your community. Does it ever require keeping Christ at the center of our lives? Does it ever require that we not do everything we want to do or not? And that we sacrifice some of those opportunities, some of those? Absolutely. Um, I think I think a common example is... Um, I mean, it was easy for me because I went to a Catholic grade school. So there was a rule that said ca- Sunday sports games are not allowed to start until afternoon, given that most of the morning mass times are over at that point. But I think we've all had the experience where, oh, we have a game that coincides with the mass time. We have, or we're out on vacation or we're out somewhere where we don't know the local church and it's not necessarily, quote unquote, convenient to get the mass. And so we just kind of skip it or say it's not important or kind of say, well, we'll get to it if it's convenient. We'll get to it if we can find it easily. Um, but that's when we start to kind of prioritize things uh, and put Christ second instead of first. And I think that's what's really hard for parents. I, I think when our kids are involved in activities and the whole team is okay with having a game on Sunday morning, you know, that puts us in a position of, okay, if I tell my kid you're not going because we're going to mass, then I'm the bad guy. And I, what I'm doing is creating animosity from my child toward our faith, you know. And, and I, I think uh, it's a really difficult situation for parents to be in. Parents need to rally together and <laughs> tell coaches, no, we're not playing games on Sunday mornings, right? And a lot of times you'll see um, kids at mass in their in their sport uniform, right? So you know that they're going right from mass 
to their game, which is great. They've they've figured out how to make it happen, right? How yeah. to make it work. But I always the thing we lose in in that is I don't know. Do your families ever have your families ever made a thing out of we go to mass and then we go out for breakfast or go out for donuts or go like the whole Sunday morning is a family. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you guys do that? That's the way my parents, uh, because my parents are always big. I mean, I was raised in a pretty big Catholic family, and that's the way my parents always um, stressed the importance of Mass was the first thing was, uh, I mean, unless you were pretty much bleeding or dying, you're you're going to Mass, whether you (laughs) like it or not. I mean, um, if we're physically able to get there, then you're going. Um, But yet at the same time, we kind of oriented, like you said, our entire morning towards what was going to happen. For example, like my family has a rule that we don't use social media, our phones or anything before we attend Mass, just to kind of help us focus on... um, on what we're, what we're going to celebrate in a few hours. And on the way to church, we don't listen to the radio. We don't do anything like that. We just have a conversation with each other. Maybe we're going to discuss the readings that we read ahead of time. Or we're just going to just have a nice family conversation, but not be distracted with technology and whatnot. And after Mass, like you said, it's always good. There's always donuts after Mass, or there's breakfast with your family. So you can always look forward to that afterwards, and you kind of just make an event out of it. And right. it helps kids stay con- like want to be a part of that. Absolutely. It's more than going to Mass. It's it's setting aside that time it shows that there's yeah. an importance to what you're doing it's not just a check off the list it's a this is an event that we're going to for a reason there's yeah. a purpose to it it's it's, it's important it's as important as the sports game or whatever if not more it makes a huge difference i think in my experience and families i've observed it makes a huge difference in how willing kids are to give up their sunday mornings to go to mass if, if it's surrounded by family yeah and and that so back to my point Sporting events on Sunday mornings make it really difficult for families to do that. But, Tony, I love those examples that you shared from your family. I, going back to my question to Michael's, how do you put Christ at the center of your life? That's that's a very concrete example. You don't use social media before Mass. You have conversations in the car before and after Mass. You go to donuts after, yeah. I think it helps when it, when you have your whole family putting Christ at the center of the family. Yes, absolutely. Because then everything, I mean, everything comes from... Everything radiates out of your family dynamic mm-hmm. anyway, right? So Absolutely. that's at the center of your family dynamic, you're golden. Um, <laughs> but why does it matter? Like, why does it matter that, does God care if we don't put him first? I mean, God's God, right? What does mm-hmm. he need from us? <laughs> well, I think in a sense, God's not like humans where he needs that gratification from other people. Oh, we love you. or Oh, you did a good job or whatever. I mean... He created the earth for gosh sakes. So, I mean, that's pretty amazing as to begin with. So he doesn't need that gratification from like a human level. But I think, I mean, I can't really apply human emotions to God. But if I could, I would say, I think and sometimes it saddens him or disappoints him because he gives so much to us. And in a sense, he only asks us for one hour on Sunday and some time with him daily during the week. And he doesn't even say you have to go to mass at 11. You have to go to mass at seven o'clock. You have to pray at six o'clock in the evening. I'm sorry, or you have to play at 7 o'clock, and I know Jeopardy's on at that time or whatever, and I, I don't care. No. He says, pray when you can. Get the Mass. There's, I don't know, some parishes have five, six Mass times a day. So he's reasonable, in a sense. I mean, if we can say that he, God's reasonable, absolutely. Um, he wants us to go and worship him for all that he's done, but yet he doesn't make it so strict that it's almost, It's he doesn't want it to be a burden on us that we have to go to Mass at this time because we won't, because God says so. It's something that we should enjoy doing like you were talking about earlier and he tries to make it easy for us um in a way that we can live our lives around it as well and when we and we we do make it the most important the primary thing then it isn't a burden it is joy it, mm-hmm. it works out that way yeah i i 
I think it's very important that we put God first because if for no other reason, God put it first, right? It's the first commandment. <laughs> it's the commandment from which all other commandments flow. You know, when God was thinking, okay, here are the 10, what order should I put them in, right? You know, <laughs> like, I think this one is first. So, um, poor Moses didn't have an eraser on his stone tablets. <laughs> right. so he was hoping God was getting it right the first time, right? So, um, I also think it's important because, we, um, I think a really good quote to emphasize the importance of of being aware of false idols and being aware of false gods um, comes from our very own Pope Francis in Lumen Fide when he said, idolatry then is always polytheism, an aimless passing from one Lord to another. Idolatry does not offer a journey, but rather a plethora of paths leading nowhere and forming a vast labyrinth. Those who choose not to put their trust in God must hear the din of countless idols crying out, put your trust in me. <laughs> that emphasis was mine. But um, <laughs> polytheism, right? He, he, Pope Francis is taking it, I think, and the next step when we're worshiping or putting things before God, we are polytheists, you know. That kind of hurts me to hear him <laughs> call me that. You know? <laughs> but... But then when I have to really, you know, examine it, yeah, that's what I do when I when I choose other things, when I, you know, wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is scroll through my social media, scroll through Facebook or whatever. I think this is not how I should be starting my day. This is not who I want to give glory to first thing in the morning. Um, I love how Pope Francis describes it as a vast labyrinth because in a way when people search for something to replace God – it's impossible. Nothing can replace God. He created all of us. He created us to be with him. And when you're trying to replace something that huge, all you're going to get is a void. A void and dead of, ends. Yeah, yeah. And it's just confusing. And I've heard I've heard friends at my school, at my public school, say that they just feel empty. They feel like, what's the point? Why am I here? I'm, I feel like I need something, but I don't have it. And I want so bad to say to them, you need God. You're putting something before him and you're just making yourself you're building yourself a maze i like i want to highlight pope francis saying dead ends i think dead ends is the key word there because uh when we're chasing the ways of the world the ways of the world are very fickle they come and go so we could say that this year we're going to devote ourselves to we want to make ourselves look the best and we're going to buy all the new iphones for our whole family we're all going to have iphones iphone success whatever <laughs> and in a year six months whatever they've got a brand new something or other out that's um Oh great! Now we don't have the greatest thing, or we're gonna we want this car. Oh great! In six months, there's a new car. So it's or this fashion, whatever. Things are constantly in the world coming and going. The only thing that really is eternal is God. He's the one that's never gonna change. And so, it's easy to strive for something that's never gonna change. He's always there. You always know where you need to go. You always need to know the direction that you need to go. So why chase down these crazy idols that are gonna take you in so many different directions? The labyrinth, like Michael said. When you can just chase down God, which is a straight path and has been a straight path for all of eternity. Right. Right. That being said, though, it is a straight path and one that is paved. It, it's been blazed by all of the saints, but that doesn't make it easy to follow. That's true. That's true. But there are things we can do to make it easier to follow. Right. So I, I want to ask you guys one more question. How have your parents modeled for you putting God first? Um, I know in my house we have 
pictures and, um, you know, just Catholic stuff around the house. So um, everywhere we go, we're going to see that. And it just keeps it in our mind. And um, also, I think it goes back to making an event out of Sunday, um, Sunday morning, or whenever you go to Mass. And so that's how I see it. Yeah, and those are... Those are simple. I mean, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say simple because, but putting pictures in your house, mm-hmm. that's simple. Yeah, they're, yeah, that's great. Great concrete ideas. Speaking of what Joey said, just with the kind of the pictures and the symbols, I think one of the things that helps kind of orient uh, the way we the way we think, um, and at least in my house, is we have one of those plaques, like I think it's near our front door, um, and it, I believe it's the quote from, I think it's uh, Joshua, where it says, me, as for me and my house, we will serve the mm-hmm. Lord. And I mean, that's a simple saying, but yet it carries such a powerful message yeah. and it shows all that enter and it shows my family who lives in the house 24-7 and is, sees that every time we walk by it, but it just shows where we're orienting ourselves. Right. This is the direction that we're heading. We're heading on that. We want, we want to head on that straight path. No, it's not always going to be easy. No, we're not always going to be good at it. A lot of the time we're not going to be good at it, but that's our goal. We're striving. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, just as we uh, get near the end of this, I want to bring up how... Bishop Campbell was at our Mass today, and during his homily, he was talking about making good decisions. And I think it applies to this. Who are you going to put as your God? And he said, choose wisely, for eternity is at stake. And I think that's, I really like that quote. Almost sounds a bit Yoda-ish. Yeah. Or something like that. I think we're going to end on that quote. (laughs) Choose wisely, for eternity is at stake. We don't think like that mm-hmm. often we we are day to day we are minute to minute um but so thank you bishop campbell for those <laughs> closing words of wisdom let's pray in the name of the father yes. and of the son and of the holy spirit amen yes. lord god you are god alone help us to remember that help us to strive to put you at the center of our lives always help us to remember that material things and and the extras in our lives are just um nothing compared to you lord help us to use them wisely and uh help us to always give all glory back to you jesus in your name we pray amen Amen. in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen Amen. you've been listening to raising saints on am 820 st gabriel catholic radio i'm katie wyatt and until next time grow in grace and in the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ bye now Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Sancti.